1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Some of us set goals uh, at the new year that we're struggling to um, continue with. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get some help for that today. And we're going to be speaking with Rob Jackson, who is a licensed counselor with focus on the family's counseling services department, specializing in matters related to sexuality, marriage, and parenting, and goal setting. Rob, good to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Toppy. Hey, it's great as always. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, Rob, I just need to share this because, you know, I never keep my resolutions, you know, and I kind of feel like a failure when that happens. Here, well, it's February 21st, and I haven't thought about my resolution since uh, January 1st. <laughs> and uh, I'm just wondering, should I just blow it off completely and not even set these kind of resolutions? What do I do? Well, it's a great question. You know, I was reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And while it's not a quote-unquote Christian book has got a lot of truth. And he said, look, if you get 1% better each day for a year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Wow. So it's kind of like the old thing about riding a horse. When you fall off, get right back on it. Okay, I love that because... Um, I've heard of atomic habits, and I love that it's mm-hmm. just those small things because sometimes I bite yeah. off more than I can chew, and then mm-hmm. I get discouraged. Yeah. And when I've just said, okay, Tabby, you're just going to do this one thing. Maybe it's um, I'm not going to jog today, but I am going to get off the couch and walk outside and walk back in. You know, exactly. <laughs> like I'm moving closer <laughs> to getting in shape. And so those small things can really help us to set healthy and attainable goals. So can you define, first of all, what's a healthy goal and what's an unhealthy goal? Yeah, okay. Well, a healthy goal, probably one of the easiest ways to remember it is the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. The S is for specific. you got to really be clear on what you're wanting to accomplish. The M is for measurable. Can you note your progress or your lack of it? Achievable. You know, I'm not even quite 5'8", so I'm not going to play basketball, you know, <laughs> let alone on the, on the pro team. So is it an achievable goal? And then relevant. Is it relevant to your life? Is it going to make a difference? And finally, time-bound. When will you know when you've reached your goal? So keeping things smart is a real simple way to get started. Okay, Okay. smart. So, uh, yeah, I love that, Rob, just as you're walking through those smart goals. I've heard those so often about setting them, but when it comes to, I'm just going to back up to the whole resolution. It's not the same as a goal. seems like you should move away from these resolutions and, and really focus on goal setting. Well, it does. But, you know, another thing that we're learning is sometimes it's better to replace a goal with a system. So let me explain. You know, there's a quote that I love. It is captured by imagination for years. 
basically the quote reads something like, your systems are perfectly designed to yield the results you are getting. Mm. So let me explain. I've got a weight loss goal in my life. Today, literally, I stepped back on the scale, having taken a break for about a week, which means I didn't really follow through with my system, and I wound up being about two pounds heavier. So, I mean, my system includes I have scales to step on. I have scales to step on every day. I have certain kinds of food that I can eat in moderation and some that I try to eat more of and hydration and so on. So a system is all of that. It's just not, hey, I'm going to drink more today. Okay. It's not just I've got a goal. I'm going to lose a pound a week. Yeah. You know, how, how are you going to lose a pound a week? Do you have a system to help you accomplish that? So what I like to say, the details. Right. What are the details? The details. You got to have a plan and then you got to work the plan. And the more you break it down into systems, the better off you'll be. We are diving back into this topic about smart uh, goals that we can set and building up systems so that we can achieve the things that have been on our hearts for some of us most of our adult lives and we still haven't gotten there. It can get a little discouraging, and that's why Rob Jackson is helping us. So thank you so much, Rob, for being with us this morning. It's my joy. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure, really. Just love the different wisdom that you bring to us each time you're with us here in Mornings with Tom and Tommy. You're about to hear the voice of Rob Jackson. And Rob, you talked about SMART goals, and and the T of a SMART goal is timely or time-bound. And I love that because you know when you've achieved that goal. But my question for you is, what do you do after? What do you do after you've actually achieved the goal? How do you maintain that momentum moving forward? Well, you always want to be setting your goals in context. So if we begin with an expression, begin with the end in mind. When you think about, you know, if God gives me 75 years of life, what do I want to have experienced? Who do I want to have become? And so we get that vision, and then we reverse engineer. And so, like, for example, I'm 62, and I'm thinking, you know, when I am 75, God willing, I don't want to be overweight. You know, and therefore, let me back up now and lose that 20 pounds so that I might have a better experience today and possibly a better future tomorrow. Context. So, you know, like if you complete one goal, what is a related goal that would also add to your value of wellness in that case? Or like in my situation, I don't want to be an unnecessary burden on my family, you know, out of having made poor choices along the way. Or I could say my value is to live my life for the glory of God. And, you know, there are things even with weight that I can do that will be more honoring to God than choices I've made in the past. Okay. Okay. Uh, So I just have a follow-up because you said something that I've never heard before. Because normally I've heard when you've achieved this goal, set another goal. But you used the term a related goal so that you're building goal upon goal to get Mm. to where you want to be in the future. Am I understanding that right? Absolutely right. For example, you know, losing the weight, I've lost about 15 pounds, want to get another 20. And that's one of the goals. But a related goal after that is to really build the cardio, you know, to get into a gym, get into a class with others. And I could have done that at the beginning, perhaps, or maybe someone else could have, but I just didn't feel like that was the right choice for me. And so I'm kind of stepping into it with one goal upon another, building those, you know, like building blocks, Lego blocks, if you will. 
Okay. Okay. So, and that gets us closer and closer to just the achievements that probably many of us have longed for. Um, what do you do with the discouragement when you look back and you and you say, it's been so long. I, I wanted to get, for example, maybe I wanted to get my college degree by now. Now I'm too old. I shouldn't even try. Um, how do we stop ourselves from just giving up? Yeah. Well, I think we really need to experience grace so vertically, God extends grace to us, but what do we do with that? Do we actually nurture that grace? Do we appreciate that grace? Or are we dismissive? You know, we do, do we dismiss the grave with a self-limiting belief? Like, well, I couldn't have done that anyway. Well, no, you probably could have, but you had a different choice. You made a different choice in a different season of life, and that's okay. All right. Well, Rob, thank you just so much for the wisdom that you've shared with us this morning here on Mornings with Tom and Tabby. And as we're wrapping up our time, I do want to ask one more question. Say there's somebody who's like at the beginning of their journey right now. We talked about um, the season of Lent, which begins tomorrow. It's Ash Wednesday. And there's so many people thinking about maybe getting started with something like this. After hearing what you said about setting smart goals and heading into the Lenten season where they want to maybe give something up, what advice would you give them moving into this season? season. Yeah, I would ask, do your goals ultimately reflect love for God and the things he cares about? Mm. And second to that, do your goals align with the Bible? Okay. Do they align with what God cares about? Do they align with the Bible, with the word of God? That's right. Okay. So that can keep you motivated. Absolutely. Yeah. All comes out of love, not out of legalism or moralism, out of love.